Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's the Sharp Lessons Podcast, sponsored by Stadium, Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. Ben Wittenstein, across from me, the professor, Nate Jacobson, Nate. Back for another week, our final week of NFL uh, win previews. Pretty exciting. Yeah, this is preview 12 of 13. It we, is. We uh, did eight NFL divisions, or we'll do an- eight NFL divisions. By the end of this week, we also did five power conferences in college football back in July, and it's a perfect time Crazy. to talk college football, and I think we're going to briefly talk about that at the end of the show because it's week zero. Mm-hmm. There are seven FBS games or FBS versus FBS games. And then yeah. the real thing starts next week. We're Labor Day weekend, week one, and we'll have some podcasts next week, especially on Thursday, where we'll share our picks. And also, starting next week, we'll bring back the roundtable article on watchtain.com. So Ben Ooh. and I will write that, and then hopefully some other people. So we'll definitely have a roundtable article every Friday of college football, at least in the regular season. We finally got. Finally, got bets to make. And I put it in our little our little show notes, week zero bets, so we'll get to that at the end of the show. But uh, very, I, I'm confident in the bet, and I hate to be confident in a bet with the team that we're going to make, but I'm confident in it, so I think it'll be fun. But let's start with our uh, win totals. We're going to do NFC South today. Thursday, we're going to do uh, finish it off with the, um, the NFC West. Yeah. So that's exciting. So let's start with the NFC South, Nate. We've got uh, Buccaneers, who are the favorite to win the conference. They're at 11 and a half. Uh, the Saints are at eight and a half. Panthers about six and a half. And the Falcons all the way at the bottom. You can get some four and a halves. You can get some fives. They're not expected to do well this season. Um, but let's start with our top overs. And I'm going to go with the Panthers at six and a half for my favorite over in the NFC South. Baker Mayfield was just announced as the starting quarterback. And obviously, I think everyone agrees it's probably the right move. Sam Darnold, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last season. That offense didn't have Christian McCaffrey. So it was just a mess of a team. This year, they get Christian McCaffrey back healthy. Big if, if he stays healthy, of course, because that's kind of been his issue. But if he's right. healthy, they have Baker. They have improved offensive line. Their defense was pretty solid, average to a slightly above average last season. I think they can only get better from last year. I like the over six and a half. They have a, a, a decently difficult schedule, but they win one of the games they're not supposed to win, and I think that's seven wins right there they'll be able to get. Yeah, Carolina's a very fascinating team to me because it seems like everyone there is on the hot seat, at least it in does. terms of head coach Matt Rule. And to try to save his job, he knew, I can't roll with Sam Darnold again for another year after last year Darnold struggled. And then when he got hurt, whether it was Cam Newton or P.J. Walker, they just didn't have good quarterback play at all. Now you bring in Baker Mayfield, who was a former number one overall pick. Actually, the number one overall pick that Sam Darnold was the number three overall pick in, I believe it was 2018. So Mayfield obviously has pedigree. 
last year didn't work out in Cleveland. I know he was battling an injury pretty much all year, and he was gutting it out. But he did have some good years in Cleveland, but that was also with a really good offensive line when he was kept clean, didn't have to face a lot of pressure. He does struggle when he has to face pressure, so it's going to be a big ask of the Carolina offensive line throughout the year to help prop up Mayfield, and mm-hmm. it's important that McCaffrey stays healthy. I wouldn't really knock him too much for the injuries because starting running backs are always going to be injury-prone just because of the touches about, that yeah. they get. And he but, was pretty healthy his first couple of years. You kind of exactly, expected it. Exactly. You're in that extension, and all the fantasy players yeah. love him for that reason. Um, so, yeah, Carolina, an interesting team for me. I am interested at that week one game. I think we've talked about it a little bit uh, in the last month, but Carolina now out to a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Cleveland Browns in week one. It's obviously a revenge game for Baker Mayfield, yeah. if you want to use that narrative. But Love I also that. think it's a little bit of a revenge game for the Cleveland defense, who knows Mayfield's yeah. tendencies from going against him in practice every day. And with Jacoby Brissett starting, that total is 41-and-a-half. So expecting a low-scoring game there. I kind of lean Cleveland in that game, especially really? at an underdog price, and that's why I probably will not be invested anything positively in the Carolina Panthers. But if you get that a little bit of a quarterback upgrade – in this NFC, that's a little bit, a lot weaker than the AFC, and there's maybe a path for Carolina to win seven or eight games. I'm definitely going to stay away from at least selling Carolina in a season long perspective, but I'm going to look to bet the Browns against the Panthers in week one. To me, it just seems like this team is being undervalued. And it, it for most of the teams in the NFL, this is true, but spe- especially for the Panthers, it's going to come down to the quarterback play. If Baker's good, and if he comes back this season improving right. on the things that he didn't do well and, and realizes what his weaknesses are and he comes back, he's got one of the best running backs behind him in football. Again, a good offensive line to an improved offensive line. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, he's got the receivers, you know, so yeah. I, I think this could be the season. And if he doesn't play well, obviously this this win total is going, going to go under because they're going to need him to play well against some of their good opponents. They get the 49ers at home. They get the Buccaneers at home. They get the Cardinals at home. They have a lot of very favorable home games. They get the Broncos at home. So looking through the teams that they might lose to, they're definitely going to be the underdogs too. All of those games are going to be at home. Maybe they sneak out a win in one of those. Maybe they get the upset. And all they need to do, I see six pretty easy wins for them. Otherwise, that's their seventh win right there. You get the over. You can get it at a good price at plus money. Still at plus money. Plus 105, I think, is the best price you can get on the over six and a half. I'm dipping my toe. I'm dipping my toe in the Panthers pool. Interesting. I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm not going to talk you out of it, uh, but I will be betting, most likely betting against the Panthers in week one. And he's mentioned that they need to have strong quarterback play or they won't go over this number. Yep. If they don't, if they go under and lose six or less games, then Matt Rule will probably he's out. Will get fired. Yeah. yeah. So this Just, is this is the Matt Rule. This, so how good of a coach can he be? I guess I like the fact that this isn't a team that's not necessarily tanking but this team is going to continue to to try as long as they yeah. believe in the coach Matt Rule and are playing for him um I think that's something that you want to be betting on and and they don't even have to win too many games so yeah, I kind of I like the I like the look but I'm just going to stay away and kind of watch a team that I think is very interesting even though their win toll is only six and a half you can't really say that about a lot of teams at six and yeah. a half but I think there's at least an outside chance maybe at their best possible outcome that they can even maybe make the uh, make the playoffs in a week NFC. I think that's 
That's there's a chance for that, but I'm not gonna put my money behind it. Hundred percent. All right. Who do you like? Yeah. One reason I might be a little hesitant on the Panthers is because the team in the division I like is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And I mentioned that the Carolina Panthers are a team that they're playing for their jobs in terms of the head coach. The New Orleans Saints are also going to be playing very hard all 17 games, no matter what. Even though I thought maybe they're kind of in a retooling year, you lose Sean Payne, that's a big deal. But you promote Dennis Allen from within to keep some continuity. But I think the biggest signal that the Saints are kind of going for it this year was before the draft, they traded a first-round pick in 2023 Mm. to acquire another first-rounder from the Philadelphia Eagles in the middle of the round. So that shows that they're okay with sacrificing a first-round pick next year, which is big, just to add another first-rounder, which they ended up using uh, both their first-round picks this past draft on wide receiver Chris Olave and then a left tackle and Trevor Penning. So they're going for it this year. They're aggressive. They think that they might be a contender in the NFC, like to win the NFC. I personally don't think they're that good, but at a win total that was seven and a half and has got bet up to eight and now eight and a half, the Saints are very much a buy team for me just because of the direction of the team. Mm -hmm. And also I'd like some of the parts on offense. It should be an improved team that was so injured last year, had to start Trevor Simeon in a handful of games after Jameis Winston got hurt. So, and then Taysom Hill was hurt. So with Jameis Winston back, I think this has to be a, a, obviously a big year for him, but they also have some good weapons around him. And Alvin Kamara, who is hurt is expected to, you know, be back. And he had a incident the off season, but it doesn't look like he's going to get suspended for 2022. Michael Thomas is coming back. Although he does have a, Michael yeah. Thomas is kind of the big key, right? He, not the biggest right. key, but he's a big key. If he's fully yeah, healthy I mean, and his I, I think we forget okay. how dominant of a – like He's a, unbelievable. A, just how many receptions he would get. And maybe that was because Drew Brees is kind of a, he did a have shorter a passing yeah. offense and Michael Thomas, who's a really good route runner, benefited from that. And Jameis likes to push the ball downfield, and maybe it's not the best fit. But then you have Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, the draft pick. So just yeah. the offensive pieces are better. They do lose Teron Armstead on the offensive line, but they did get Trevor Penning to replace him, and then there's other parts of that offensive line that are good. And on the other side of the ball, there's a lot of talent there. So I like the yep. Saints in general. I think that the win total that came out of 7.5 was a, low. a low. It was too low just because of the direction of the team that they think, they think they're good enough to make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. Even if I don't necessarily believe in their ceiling, I like them in the regular season to at least be an above-average team maybe sneak in a playoff berth as maybe the seven seed. So Saints for me, a buy team. Not sure how I'm going to bet them. Uh, I know one way to possibly bet them is one sports book is offering just over under on division wins. Mm-hmm. And there's a three on the Saints. So if they beat wow. the Falcons twice, just to push, they would just have to get one out of the Buccaneers and the, the Panthers. Panthers yeah. And I think they can definitely get two, yeah. especially since they've had some regular season success against Brady's Bucks mm-hmm. the last two seasons. I think actually they've won all four regular season games against the Buccaneers, yeah. uh, at least three of the four. They lost the playoff game in 2020, Breeze's last game. But they've maybe Dennis Allen has figured out Tom Brady a little bit. And week two, big game after they play the Falcons, 
on the road. They host the Buccaneers. So I think the Saints could get off to a fast start being the Falcons. And then I wouldn't be surprised if I'm betting them week two at home against the Buccaneers. And if they start up two and O's then the outlook of this team will definitely be very positive going forward. I love that division bet. That's a really yeah. interesting bet. I mean, that that seems very yeah, doable. I, They're going to beat the Falcons twice. I think sometimes we focus so much on the win totals, like the primary win total market. Yeah, those little side bets. We focus on the divisions, the Super Bowl futures, but there's an- ancillary markets that no one notices. Yeah. And if no one's betting them, those numbers are going to stay the same. But people are betting the Saints over eight and a, eight, eight and a half. That's moving. But I don't think many people are betting the over – three division wins just because they don't want to scroll through every single market because right. it is overwhelming especially if you have There's multiple a lot to bets. bet on yeah 100%. but if you're trying to really find something that's a good bet sometimes you have to dig deep and i thought that was a pretty solid wager considering what we think of the falcons this season being a kind of a dumpster fire so my question to you would be about alvin Kamara because yeah. he still has that assault charge that the nfl hasn't said anything about and if something does happen with that and he is suspended what do you do? You still like the over, or would you maybe wait to see what happens with Kamara to see if he's disciplined, if he's out three games, four games? Yeah. So I know there was a report last week that it, he's unlikely to get suspended this season. Mm-hmm. So I know that's not a hundred percent, but I'm just going to go with that and assume gonna, okay. that that's going to linger maybe next season, and and it's not going to impact the Saints this season. So you're just, so you're that, okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine okay. with, especially since. The most respected NFL insiders have indicated that. Sure. And even if it does happen, that was a team that they didn't have Kamara last year for he had an injury. And, you know, running back is, for the most part, a replaceable position, although in the Saints offense, he's more than than just a running back. He's a pass catcher. Yeah. But you'd hope maybe someone else. I don't really know their running back depth chart off the top of my head, but you'd hope that someone else would step up or maybe Jarvis Landry becomes kind of an extension of the running game with the short passing game yeah. um, operating out of the slot like he has done in the past. All right, let's do some unders. Uh, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't have an under team that I love. I, there wasn't a number that I love. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You'll come to yours in a second. I kind of agree with yours. I couldn't go under with the Saints for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, that you liked them. Panthers, of course, I have the over on them. Falcons are so low to me that four and a half. I, I don't think I could realistically go under on them because a I want to see them maybe win some of these games because it would be kind of fun. There they could be a fun team to root for, um, but b four and a half is low. That's low. Winning only four games in the NFL is almost hard to do when you're not super terrible. And the Falcons, I could see a world where yeah. maybe they're okay and get to five wins. So I, I didn't want to bet on the under <laughs> on the Falcons. That's fair. So I wanted to find another bet to do. And because I like the Panthers, I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think anyone should bet on them to win the division. But I found a decent number at 4-1. to one. You can bet on a 1-2 finish. And I, yeah. that's the Bucks and the Panthers, 1-2. Exact, uh, exact, exact, exact forecast finish. or dual forecast, uh, Yeah, I think that's kind of what yeah. – yeah, something like that it was called. But I know you like the Saints, so it probably wouldn't make sense for you to make this bet because you probably think the Saints could even maybe win the division. 
But yes, Bucks Panthers uh, to me seems like a fairly realistic option because if if I do like the Panthers and I do and I think they're probably gonna outplay expectations, one two finish second, Saints maybe finish third in this division, four to one, pretty decent number. Um, that would be one of my other bets for this one for the NFC South. Yeah, that's definitely a way to approach any division you like where there is a, a strong favorite, like the AFC East. The Bills are definitely odds-on favorites. So if you like one of the Dolphins or Patriots or even Jets, one way to bet on a team without you know swinging for the fences and having them win a division that they're unlikely right. to win, you could have them finishing second. A lot of sports books offer, whether it's the straight forecast or the dual forecast, it almost reminds me of uh, – horse betting where you're betting yeah, like an exact it's finish. like a division exacta yeah so that's definitely one way to look and get creative just like the division win totals and you don't always have to bet the the primary markets there can definitely be uh diamonds in the rough i guess in yeah. terms of betting so if you like the panthers but like not like them enough to beat the bucks and be the second best team i think that's definitely a, a, a good way to go i, yeah. I don't agree with it because i do like the saints yeah. more yeah um and I don't know. I'll go with my team. Like it's not uh, so under. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet under eleven and a half, especially because that juice on the under has kind of been hit the last few weeks. But mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, just seem buying. like a sell team to me. Interesting. And a lot of that has to do with the recent news: Tom Brady just taking a leave from the team. Mm-hmm. That sounds like he like went on vacation. Mass Singer, maybe. Mass Singer. He he did tweet that he. Uh, he acknowledged that rumor he and he denied it. So that's, uh, you know, good to know, I guess, um, before the season. And I get why he maybe took a break. He doesn't want to go through the grind of training camp. I mean, he retired for he like six weeks Yeah, uh, back in, in January with the controversy where he announced before the NFC title game or the or the, uh, the conference title games. or He didn't announce, but the reporters got to it, and then he announced – I think the Monday or Tuesday after, and then he decided to come back. He probably came back because he looked at the NFC and was like, I can go back yeah. another year and potentially make another Super Bowl. But he also left training camp and missed two preseason games. He wasn't going to play anyway, but just not being around the team makes it a little, I don't want to say suspicious, but maybe there's something more to it. You're not it. buying it. You're, you're not buying uh, it. I'm just saying there's just like, it's, going on. I could see them getting off to a slow start because he okay. hasn't been in training camp. And there's some other things about this team that worry me, specifically on the interior of the offensive line. You lose Alex Kappa to the Bengals. Ali Marpet retires. Uh, Ryan Jensen, the center, gets injured in early on in training camp. And they did replace one of the guards of Shaq Mason from the Patriots. That's good. But then the other reserve guard just got hurt in the preseason game. And Brady has struggled facing pressure in, in his face, inter- in the interior. That's just like one way to try to stop Tom Brady, pressure him from the inside, and he'll struggle. So a little bit of worried about that. There's no Bruce Arians anymore. It's Todd Bowles, who mm-hmm. a great defensive coordinator, a well-respected defensive mind. But when he was the head coach of the Jets, they really struggled. So maybe he'll leave you know, the offense to Byron Leftwich, but – I worry about Todd Bowles having to make some of the head coaching decisions because when yeah. he was the Jets, he was really bad as a head coach. Good defensive coach and as a number two, great, great coach. But head coach, it's a different You're story in the NFL. So it's like stuff like that that worries me with the Bucks. Then you look at the start of their schedule. 
They start at the Cowboys on a Sunday night. Then they go to the Saints, a place, a team that they've struggled with in the regular season the last few years. Mm-hmm. And then they play, host the Packers and host the Chiefs. So four really tough games to start the season. And with the way the Bucks have trended going into the season with the offensive line injuries, new head coach, Tom Brady being away from the team, it's just a team I completely want to sell. Or it's either pat sell or do nothing with. Like I'm not going to be betting on the – Buccaneers I couldn't can't imagine in any of the first few games of the year I can see them just getting by knowing the NFC is still gettable even if you start off slow and then trying to like ramp up and make a run late in the year kind of like they did in 2020 where they did struggle late early in the year had a bye week and then they didn't lose after that so bucks for me an early sell but not a full-on sell just because the NFC is weak. And if this was a, team, a more competitive NFC, I would definitely be looking to bet the Bucks under 11.5. And people have been betting under 11.5 because a few weeks ago it was 11.5 minus 110 each way, and now some sports books have 11.5 under minus 135, minus 130. So the Bucks are, are yeah. kind of being a team that in the betting market recently have been – betting against the under just kind of selling them or their division price is getting a little bit uh shorter um so yeah that's my thoughts on the the tampa bay buccaneers yeah a team i like that it. i i like that i like fading the Bucks. i don't want to full-on bet under but in individual games early in the year i'm going to look to bet against them it makes sense to me it really does and I don't know if we want to look too much into Brady missing camp and, and doing that. Maybe right. maybe it means a lot. Maybe it really does, and he'll come back. He'll be rusty for those first couple games. Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs, as you said. Yep. Out of those four, two are at home, two are on the road. How many do they win? Um, First four games, what do they go? Two and two? Three and one? I think two and two is most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could definitely I mean, see him losing to the Cowboys. I'm not huge week. on the Cowboys, as we talked about the NFC East, but I, I probably would bet the Cowboys at is home a home league. underdog yeah. against the Bucks, And then the Saints I mentioned, I don't know if the Saints are going to win that game, but I would definitely consider betting the Saints against the spread. And then the Packers, it's in Tampa. It's their home opener. Not really sure what to make of that. Well, I mean, it's going to be yeah. uh, interesting to see what happens early on in the season and what the point spread ends up being in that game. It could be really anything. And then the Chiefs, um, in a in a I guess a revenge game. The Chiefs going back to the uh, stadium where they lost the Super Bowl to <laughs> to Tampa bit, yeah. Bay in February twenty twenty one. So I think two and two is probably the most likely outcome. But there's definitely an opportunity where any of those records are in play. Even even oh and I don't know about zero oh and four, but I wouldn't be stunned if they they started off the first four games with a losing record. It's interesting, especially the the offensive line. I think is going to be the key because if if Brady's not getting the protection, right? A man's forty five years old. Yeah, and you know, how how long could he stand pressure and getting hit constantly week by week? Yep. And Chris Godwin, I don't think he's going to start the season after he tore his ACL. Yep. Late last season, and yeah, it's there's just, just there's, so many questions, lo- and, and you brought it up. Well, it just a doesn't lot of seem like a stable ship, ship like uh, most of the Tom Brady teams that we've seen in the past one when it was in New England, or even last year's team that was just highly rated in terms of the betting market, where they were probably rated yeah. as one of the best teams in the league. I real if, if they weren't in the NFC, I think we'd just have a different outlook on them, and they would just be like another team as opposed to yeah. one of the favorites to win the conference. Fade Tom Brady. Fade the Patriots. Fade the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, let's look at uh, – so those are your unders. I didn't, Again, I didn't have an under. 
Yep. Um, do we want to say anything more about the Falcons? The only team we haven't touched in, in this. Uh, if I had to do division. anything with the Falcons, I would do the over. Really? If I had to do everything, I would do the over, and only over four and a half. I'm, I don't want. I would not hit the number five. But. I I wouldn't because that's a team that would actually want to potentially get one of the top two picks, True. whether it's potentially C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Unless Desmond Ritter goes off. Well, that's the thing. They're, Maybe he's the greatest quarterback. I think Marcus Mariota has a like he's a better quarterback than Mark um, Desmond Ritter. He is, but there's a better chance that they will bench him sooner to see what they have in Desmond Ritter to see if they need a draft a quarterback yep. in the f- first round next year. So that combination makes it hard for me, hard to see them win five games or a team that I wouldn't be surprised if they're quote unquote tanking towards the end of the season in hopes of getting one of the top quarterbacks. Unlike some of the teams in this division that definitely have a lot of motivation to play for, whether it's job security or just aggressiveness by the front office to kind of salvage draft capital for 2023 to be a contender this season. Week zero bets. Yeah, go Should ahead. My week zero the, bet. My this, first bet of the year. This was your idea and I completely co-sign on do this I make one. this uh, do I make this a best bet and we can put it in the we're gonna make a uh, we're gonna make a Google Doc as we did last year. Um, we might as well just give it out to the people if people want it. You can follow our picks for our best bets. Uh, we hit 55% last season as a show, so we have to at least tie that and hopefully improve for this season. Right. Uh, 55%. Pretty pretty good mark. So we're going to try to tie that or be better. My first week zero best bet, do I do it? New Mexico State, plus nine? Can we get plus nine and a half? Is, it, is that possible? Is there plus nine and a half across the board anywhere? Because all I've seen so far is plus I think nine. there's some nine and a halfs put in. In college football, the, the difference between nine and nine and a half is kind of a it's, – it's, yeah. it's a dead range. So it is. if you were getting 10, it would be a little bit of a different story, but – I think nine, nine and a half is going to be the uh, prevailing number by kickoff. Yeah. Let's go nine. Let's go nine for New Mexico State. They're playing Nevada. Uh, They're at home. Home opener for them. Jerry Kill, new head coach. He was able to turn around a Minnesota program. Good coach there. Had health issues, so he had to step aside. He's a good coach, and he's going to hopefully get this New Mexico State team who's bringing back a lot of – you know, talent. I don't know if talent (laughs) is the right word, but they're bringing back a lot of the players that they had last year. And Nevada, and as we talked about this bet before the show, it's more yes. of a fade in Nevada than a bet on New Mexico State. Absolutely, but Nevada's got no one coming back, so it, you're pretty much betting on a Nevada team with new head coach, new quarterback, new receivers, new defense, everything to not play up to expectations and cover nine points on the road to open the season. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Nevada is you lose head coach Jay Norvell, and he goes from Nevada, which is in the Mountain West, to Colorado State, which is also in the Mountain West because he gave gave him a big pay raise. I think that's kind of telling of a program that lost a coach to a team in the conference because the team in the conference wanted to pay more. I think the the sell signal is clearly on Nevada all year. Yeah, their win total's been bet under five and a half, five now four and a half juice under. So Nevada definitely a complete sell team this season, and you can start off in week zero by fading the Wolfpack. Two words, Wolfpack. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go on New Mexico State, plus nine. Carson Strong, their quarterback's gone. Yep. Uh, their leading receiver's gone. I'm all in on New Mexico State, Nate. Let's do it. Week zero, our first best bet of the season. Let's start it out going well. I'm excited. All right, we will be back on Thursday, NFC West, and uh, we'll talk to you then. 